My best-selling program, The Pinterest Lab, is closing enrollment soon. Join now at teachmepinterest.com. Dive into The Pinterest Lab today and get your hands on my four-step no-fluff process where I will teach you how to drive traffic and generate leads using Pinterest. And the best part, my strategy takes less than an hour a week. Join the Pinterest lab before the doors close at teachmepinterest.com. Pinterest will help you 20X the traffic you're getting to your content, getting your hard work in front of the people you're busy creating it for. It will give your content a lifespan of months, even years compared to the mere minutes of other social media platforms. And Pinterest will get to work for you while you spend one hour a week setting it and forgetting it using my strategy. Get ready for results. Join me inside of the Pinterest lab at teachmepinterest.com before we close the doors. That's teachmepinterest.com, teachmepinterest.com. You're listening to the Gold Digger podcast, episode number 186. Gold Diggers, today I am introducing you to the ultimate superwoman, my mom. My mom truly does it all. She's a mother of three. I have one brother and one sister. She's been married for 37 years, is a grandma of two with two more on the way, and she's been a nurse for over 37 years and specifically a nursing instructor for 29. Not to mention she coordinates my mastermind, is a make-a-wish grantor, and is generally the most positive and calming person you could ever be around. Today, I am so excited I convinced my mom to come on in to discuss all the things like only a mother could do, hearing from what it was like being a working mom to how she found her path, what advice she has for me as I become a mother, and what she really thinks about my career and showing up online in my underwear. Safe to say I will treasure this episode forever. And so without further ado, meet my mom, Sue Shellerud. Before we dive on in, I want to read the review of the week from DL Mosier 4. It says, I love listening to this podcast. Amazing. And it says, my daughter introduced me to Jenna's podcast, and I am so grateful. I listen while I'm working in my office. This is a great listen for all ages and generations. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you, D.L. Mosier. It means so much to me. And I'm just so excited about this show because I think my mom is just my hero. And now you guys get to meet her and hear from her. And I just love the conversation we have. And so let's dive on in and you get to meet my mama. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. You guys, I did it. I got my mom on the show. Hi, mom. Hello, Jenna. (laughs) We're just sitting together really close to each other and we're super excited. I'm so pumped because people ask me who my hero is and I finally got my hero on the show. Make me cry. (laughs) We're going to be emotional and weird messes. I at least can. Well, I guess you can blame hormones, too, can't you? Sure. Plus menopausal (laughs) kicks in. Okay. So first things first, mom, maybe just share a little bit about you, what you do, what you're passionate about, what you're excited about. Okay. So, (laughs) yeah, I'm excited to be here. I feel like I'm not Jenna's typical guest at all. I'm honored. I feel kind of humble. And I told her if it's not good, she definitely doesn't have to publish this. But (laughs) I, oh gosh, I'm the mom of three kids. Jenna's my middle child. Gosh, I I think I identify most of people ask what I do. I'm probably most proud of being a mom. I'm a grandma. I'm a wife. I'm a friend. I'm a teacher. I, yeah, I'm a nurse. I, I've been married 37 years. I, I don't know what you wanted to say. That's good. Okay. No, that's good. That okay. sums you up. My mom is like Mother Teresa, but like a funny version. <laughs> I don't know if Mother Teresa is as funny as you, but let me describe my mom. Maybe that will be a better way to start this show. 
So my mom is awesome and my mom's going to cry. <laughs> she also unbuttoned her pants for this episode so that we could be really comfortable while we did this. So it's clear that I got some of my best traits from her. <laughs> I think one of the big differences between me and my mom is that she always wanted to be a mom. She knew that that was like one of her biggest callings, but she also works really hard and she has her master's degree and she's a teacher and everyone I meet that has had my mom for a teacher in nursing says that she's awesome. So I'm really proud of her too. So it's funny because we asked the audience what they wanted to know from you. So I'm just going to ask you some questions. Okay. But you can't cry. Okay. I won't cry. I'm getting it together. (laughs) Okay. So tell me about your nursing career to start off. How did it start and how has it evolved? Sure. So I am a little older generation and truly (laughs) in my generation, you know, nowadays there's so many options for females and they're so empowered, which I believe is amazing. But back in my day, truly it was like secretary, nurse, teacher, or get married. Those were kind of my options that I truly saw in my life and my culture in my small town. So I was honestly more an outlier that I did go to school and I went to nursing school right out of high school, three-year program, got an RN diploma, started working and just you know, I worked on a surgical unit within like a year. So I moved up to assistant head nurse. So I was in my early 20s and I was like training in people and doing education in my early 20s in that area. And then I was there for a while and wanted more challenges. So then I went to another hospital, worked intensive care and was very challenged in that role. I remember my first week we had like five people pass away and I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) It was just like challenging and crazy, but I got stronger faith-wise in a lot of different ways. And anyway, was there. And that's actually, I was there when I got pregnant with Joe. Dude, and, people don't know I have a brother. Oh my gosh, Joe's like the hidden <laughs> child. So Joe is, yeah, Joe's the oldest, my firstborn. And yeah. And people, Guys, I have a brother. Yes. I, he's just not on social media yeah. and he doesn't care about social media. So I respect <laughs> that and I never post that. Yeah. But, but people don't know I have a brother. He's two years older than me. Yeah, and he's the <laughs> father of my grandkids. So, yeah, you know, he has two sons, Owen and Evan, that are four and two. And then they're having another baby in October. Yes. So Jenna's baby will have a little cousin within like seven weeks of them. Yeah. So, Anyway, so I had Joe when I was working ICU and then took my maternity leave. And then I was working in the emergency room. And that's where I was working when I was pregnant with Jenna. During this time, too, I feel fortunate that I was working part time. I guess when Jenna said I always wanted to be a mom, I 100% wanted to be a mom my whole life. I was super maternal. We had foster kids growing up. I remember my mom once asking me, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I'm like, I want to be a mom and have 12 children. And she looked at me and she's like, Sue, get an education. She was like super adamant, like, get an education. But I always just really wanted to be a mom. And even when we were early married, like all my high school friends were having babies and Tom with Jenna's dad was not ready and he would bring me to my cousins who had three little kids and that was kind of like my birth control because I was like oh I don't think I'm ready yet but we were married like five years before we had Joe and then I guess during my nursing career I was lucky enough to work like three days a week which I kind of idolized like I wanted to be a full-time mom but looking back I am thankful that I worked outside the home because I think working gave me a perspective and energized me and made me more thankful when I did go home and more patient, I think. So it kind of recharged that brain part of me and the serving part and made me a better mom, I think. Even though I idolized being a stay-at-home mom, I don't think that would have been right for me. And anyway, had Jen when I was in the ER. And then after I had Jen, and then I went and worked OB. So I had a lot of, like, I'm using your lingo here, but I had a lot of pivots in my nursing career. When I was actually in the ER, I was triage nurse and I triaged a man and his wife gave me a business card and said, if you're interested in teaching, you know, apply here. And that wasn't even on my radar at the time, but it planted a seed. And then, you know, a year plus later, a job came up. And then I've been at the college since you were one. Mm-hmm. So I've been teaching 30 years. I know, almost 30 years I've been up there. So, yeah. And that ended up being a great gig for me because... I was a nurse, I was a teacher, I was a part-time person, I had summers off. So I felt like I had, I also told my students I was blessed to be a teacher and a nurse because I got mm-hmm. the best of both and I was part-time. So I felt like I had a lot of time to devote to my fam. 
Yeah. I mean, we were just talking to someone and I was like, my mom was home every summer. Like, I can't imagine not having my mom home in the Mm -hmm. summer. And same with Drew's mom. She was a teacher as well. So we were like so spoiled because we Mm -hmm. got to have so much fun in the summers and just like be around our mom. So it's kind of like perfect to have a teaching mom. Mm -hmm. I think it was. Yeah, I do. I said I feel blessed. So I'm thankful. We're kind of pulling like a Mama Mia because I am pregnant at the exact age that my mother was when she had me. Mm-hmm. So one person asked, like, from a mother's standpoint, what was it like when like we were going through our miscarriages and struggles? Mm-hmm. It was hard. I think I wanted to be supportive for you. But then, you know, I was, you know, grieving the grandbaby, too, you know, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was no, it was challenging. But and then I, you know, I had never had a miscarriage. Like I was like, I loved being pregnant. Seriously, I, I was oh. this was random and weird. But I was thought if you can have a baby, like I could be a surrogate, <laughs> but I'm way too old. But like, I seriously like love being pregnant. I was not sick. I worked till the end of my pregnancies. Like I was like, I thrived on being pregnant. So there was that like, I, I my heart ached for you, but yet I had had healthy pregnancy. So you almost feel like this like disconnect kind of too. like I just and then I was grieving for you and grieving for the baby. But I felt like you don't want to talk about your own loss as a grandparent because yeah. you know, it just is like weird. But I yeah. Know. And we told our parents like right away every time. So it wasn't like a shock of like, hey, we were pregnant and we're not. And my mom was there for both of my surgeries. So it was like, Yeah, it was just kind of crazy. And Mm -hmm. I think, too, like, I don't not very many, if anybody in our family had had one or was open about having one. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like uncharted territory for everyone and kind of like, how do we navigate this? And like, what does it look like? But also, I'm jealous that you had such good pregnancies. I was thankful. You know what I mean? I I guess I as I go through life, I just. I have gratitude for a lot of things that you kind of take for granted. But I do think your whole miscarriage thing, too, even with like my generation, I found out a lot of my friends that had miscarriages that had never even talked about it till you went kind of public or viral mm-hmm. with your stuff. So I do feel like it is almost like our generation is almost like a buried grief, but it's very present. But people then talk about it where I think you open that conversation. And mm-hmm. again, I definitely felt the loss and I still do. Mm hmm. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But how are you feeling now that we're yeah. pregnant? <laughs> I'm feeling so thankful and so excited and I can, you know, envision it. And You might not know this about me, but one of my favorite roles that I play in life is being a host. That's why Drew and I are hosts on Airbnb. If you want to generate extra income and have space to share, you should definitely check out Airbnb. As a mom and full-time entrepreneur, it's been super easy to fit hosting into my schedule. Over the last few years, we've had many visitors and we've even been voted Superhost several times. Whether you've bought properties as an investment or have unused rooms waiting to be shared, hosting on Airbnb is the practical and profitable choice. And just think about it. If you've put a ton of time, effort, and work into your home, someone out there probably would love to experience it while they're traveling. So next time you're planning a trip or want to make some extra pocket change from your spaces, consider hosting on Airbnb. The hosting process is simple, practical, and tailored to you. Your home might be worth more than you think, Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a life and work hack for you. Ever since I started getting dressed in the mornings before working from home, I have been more productive and efficient. I guess the saying dress for success is actually true, which is why I am obsessed with quince. Quince offers luxury fashion without the hefty price tag. With prices ranging from 50 to 80% less than similar brands, it's a no-brainer to choose Quince for timeless style at unbeatable prices. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman, passing the savings on to us, the savvy shoppers. Personally, I've snagged the Italian leather bow ballet flats. They've truly become a wardrobe staple. And let's not forget about their stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, which 
adds this touch of sophistication to any outfit. Whether I'm working from home, dressing up for a date night, or a play date with friends, Quince always delivers in style, quality, and affordability. If you're ready to elevate your wardrobe without breaking the bank, join me in embracing the Quince revolution. Trust me, your closet and your wallet will thank you. Indulge in affordable luxury at quince.com slash gold digger for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash gold digger to get free shipping and 365 day returns. I do, you know, life is crazy and a journey, but I don't know, you know, can't explain anything that's happened, but sometime the journeys we go on make us more thankful for what is going to happen. So. Yeah, we're excited. I hope the baby starts kicking yeah. during this episode so you can feel I'll it. I'll be palpating your abdomen as we're I know. together. <laughs> it's going to happen. I know it, it was crazy. I think too, like for our family, like my brother and his wife were able to get pregnant and stay pregnant. And so then it was like watching their milestones knowing like that could have been us, that could have been us. But also then you look back and you're like, I wouldn't really change anything even though it sucked Mm -hmm. because it's like brought us to such a different place in our lives and our business and it brought us home how is it with us moving home (laughs) and is that weird it's amazing it's still kind of surreal like I feel like how could this happen that all her kids have you know gone away to college and life and marriage and now they're all navigating back to the home front so I can't even say how awesome it is and yeah, it's just like it's crazy weird. amazing. It is. I never thought we'd move back. No, I didn't either. So it kind of caught me off guard, but I'm like pinch me kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I think we shared the story, but it was so funny. Drew was out on a run and I was randomly looking on Zillow and I never, I genuinely never do that. And that was when I found our house. And then I just spontaneously texted our family, which, you know, hindsight, I should probably talk to my husband first, but we have a really good family text message thread. And so I texted the family joking that maybe we should buy that house. And then it happened. Mm-hmm. It did happen. It's so. kind of crazy. It's kind of a vision, I think. Yeah. And in our story where we announced our pregnancy, Drew said, we just had to bring you home to your mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do feel like, I don't know, like I feel like the older you get or I just know like, and I, I can't speak for you, but I just know like once I became a mom, I really got my mom different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are your tips of advice for <laughs> being a mom? Oh, I would just say, gosh, like everybody tells you this and it's so cliche, but everybody just says, oh my gosh, like treasury moment, it goes so fast. And when you're in the thick of the daily, you don't see that. But when you step back or now at my age it's like holy cow it's almost like a blur Mm because there is it happens so fast and they grow in front of your eyes so I would just say totally engage and embrace it because they grow so fast Mm -hmm. you know it is weird yeah it's kind of crazy to think that I'm how old you were kind of makes me realize that you probably had no idea what you were doing you probably had more of an instinct than I do I felt I mean and maybe this sounds like but (laughs) no I just felt like you know how people feel like they know in their gut what they are like I felt like not that mothering didn't have challenges and I'm totally an optimistic person and I have a tendency to reflect back on the positive and forget the <laughs> negative. Like I'll say that about myself. That's, you know, whatever. That's a good quality. It is a good. Some people call me Sunshine Susie, but whatever. But I feel like my gut kind of knew how to be a mom. Like not that I didn't struggle and not that we didn't have challenges and not that I didn't agonize over decisions, but I do feel like it was my calling and I kind of got it and didn't second guess myself a lot. I think I'm like hopeful that my intuition that has gotten me to this point is going to like work with me being a parent. Like even like being like a birth plan and all this stuff. Like I'm just trusting that I will know what I need to do in the situation because mm-hmm. I don't know the situation. So right. I feel like I've gotten very good at listening to my gut. And so I hope my gut for being a mom is strong. Right. And I would <laughs> say that too. Like I worked OB and I feel like the people that came in with the lab at birth plans were usually the ones I hate to say that ended up with C-sections and disappointed and had all these expectations. So I totally believe that you got to go with it and do the best you can. And people, I feel like everybody's doing the best they can with what they got, but not to have all these expectations because you don't know what it's going to lead you. Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to be in the room when we have the baby? You haven't asked me. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm open to it. 
<laughs> I mean, I might kick you out at some point. But uh, see, I feel like I want to like I feel like I want to be the mom that I'm there for you if you want me. But like I know when we had Joe, I didn't want anybody else there because I didn't know what to expect, even yeah. though I had worked that. You know what I mean yeah. in school. But then. I just wanted it to be me and Tom, and I just want to be respectful of whatever you want. And I wouldn't yeah. feel bad. That no, I'm I'd a little be worried if Drew's going to be well, standing when this happens. Drew. I could definitely do that. <laughs> but no, I'd be honored if you want me to. But I'm not gonna. Or you could say, "Mom, come," and then you can be like, "Mom, I don't want you here," and I'd be fine. I don't care. <laughs> but I'd be honored. But I'm not expecting it. But like with your birth, yeah. I don't know if you want to talk yeah. about that. But then you know, both my mom and my mother-in-law, which be Jenna's grandparents, I just thought, you know, working OB, childbirth has changed so much since they had babies where they were kind of knocked out and father's out of the room and they couldn't even unwrap the baby or, you know, and I just thought, oh my gosh, like I know now kind of what to expect. So I had them both there when Jenna was born. And so cool. It was so cool because they were like, like they were just like enthralled and giggling and soaking it all in. And I thought, oh my gosh, like Jenna was welcomed with me and Tom and her two grandmas in the room. And it was almost like this tribe of womanhood that was super powerful and I know it was a highlight in both their lives I know it's kind of cool like to me when I think about it that you had your mother-in-law in in the room because especially my dad's mom had five boys Mm -hmm. so she really never had a daughter or like Mm -hmm. that relationship so it is really cool to like think like they will always say like I knew you the day you were born and I'm like it is crazy Mm -hmm. no I do I felt yeah it was a very what was it like when you held me for the first time? I have that one picture. I think you remember it's a, anyway, it's like my heart's on my heart. I mean, my hands are on my heart. Like, and again, background wise, my husband's from a family of five boys. And like in 67 years, there was like one girl born, Stacy, I think. Yeah. And then there was no girl. So I just felt like there was only male sperm. Like, I just didn't <laughs> think we'd ever have a girl. And again, I never had an ultrasound being pregnant because they didn't do it back in the day. So I just, in my head, I was like, I'm having another boy, which is, you know, and I'm the total, like, if the baby's healthy, I'm totally good with it. And then you came out and you were a girl. I was like, what? Like, (laughs) oh, my God. And I have this picture of me, like, it's pure joy and bliss because I just didn't think I'd ever get a girl. That's so wild. So, yeah. So it was amazing and pure bliss and kind of disbelief, like, seriously, like, (laughs) this is like my best dream come true, you know? Did you have to, like, I'm kind of worried because we're not finding out. I'm not worried, but, like. In my head, it's a girl, mm-hmm. but I have to mentally prepare for a boy. So if you thought I was a boy, was it kind of weird then when you had to like repicture life with a girl? Not at all, because that's, I mean, you, I just always hoped it, but I never thought it. So it kind of exceeds expectations yeah. in a weird way. And again, because I'm a nurse and I've seen so much, like I just think if you have healthy babies, the sex does not matter yeah. truly, but yet to have a boy and a girl was just like the ultimate, you know? Crazy. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about what I was like as a child. That was the number one question people wanted to know is what was I like? Was I always a leader? Was I a dreamer? Did you know I'd like do things someday? Yeah, I felt it's funny now because even over like Christmas time, Kate and I were watching a lot of home videos and that Joe had done, which was like the best gift ever. But it was fun now to look back and reflect at your childhood personalities, but you were, well, as a baby, like I felt like Joe was more cuddly than you and you were more content and a thumb sucker. You know what I mean? You were more independent from the start kind of, which again, if you stereotype what you think, yeah. that was different. But as a child, I've told the story and I think you have too, but I mean, we would go to the hockey rink, you were like three and you'd be like, hello, I'm Jenna, J-E-N-N-A, will you be my friend? And then you're like skating around with people and you'd be like, mom, I made a new friend. And so I would say definitely yes. Or even on the video camera, you were like, hello, like you're, you know, you're exuberant and very yeah. positive and growing up that was challenging because as your teen years, you like had friends like all, you know, this place. is my friend from Carlton. Okay. Like you had friends yeah. from all over and I'd be like, who's that? Like mom, like, you know, you met him last <laughs> week. And I was like, you just were, very, I was a butterfly. You were social and outgoing and exuberant and a leader. And you could always wing it. 
too, yeah. I guess. Like I even remember my mom and dad, there was something I couldn't go to some scholarship thing and you had to like do a acceptance speech. And my mom was like, oh my God, she had no notes and she did this amazing speech. So yeah. my point is like off the cuff, you had the gift of confidence that you could just speak figure in it front out. of people and figure it out. So I still have that because I do. don't really prepare for many things. I know we're not, I'm not prepared. No, so help me Lord. Okay. Uh, I don't know. So the next question was like, and you have to be honest, like no sugarcoating. What did you really think when I was like, okay, mom and dad, I'm leaving my job. I have this salary and benefits. I worked really hard to get this job. And now I'm going to be a photographer and I've never taken an art class in my life. Right. My first thought was like, wow. I mean, I felt right away. I think the first thing I asked you about was like, whoa, like benefits are worth a lot. Mm -hmm. And what about like your 401k? And the security, I think, of a job, because again, like I've been in my job for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I'm the generation that if you have a job with Benny's and stuff, you kind of embrace it. And that that's our culture. So to me, I asked you those questions, but you had a good plan. I mean, you had enough weddings booked to match your salary. You've always been a smart person. I also believe the older I get, like, if you don't go for it, you can look back and regret it and worst case scenario. But I did mm -hmm. kind of think like, what the heck? Like, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> but I didn't. Once you explained your plan, I just questioned you. And I I don't think it was a defensive conversation no. or anything. I was just like, whoa, like, what about this? What about that? Have you thought about this? And everything I asked you you had already figured out. Mm -hmm. So then, I mean, you've just taken it from there. So I just thought, whoa. But yeah. Then I think it was a shock for like everyone. Like right. just because it was like, wait a second. Like mm -hmm. you did this internship. You got this offer. Right. You're in this job. They're priming you to move up. Right. But I remember, I think it was, I think I was still working at Target. We had like the family weekend and like, I was just so stressed out mm -hmm. and like, I was just so anxious. And even for our wedding weekend, like I had to come up, I think it was like the Friday before our wedding or like two days before, because we were working every last minute mm -hmm. to be able to like get up here, you know? So it is kind of crazy to like, think back to like how different that was. Or like I came home for Christmas and it was like this snowstorm and I had to get back to work a shift and they were going to close down the bridge from Minnesota to Wisconsin. And I had to go and like right. things like that, where I was like, is this worth it? Like, this mm -hmm. is crazy. Right. I think too. You know, the older I get, I keep saying that, but it's true. Like wisdom comes with age, I think. But you realize that what sounds so ideal. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that in a ton of people's lives that, you know, they had this picture perfect life. So you thought, but when you really look behind the scenes, like you were working long hours mm -hmm. and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It wasn't what it wasn't the dream, what even though from the outside, pictured. it looked perfect. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah it was it was a good move for yeah. you, but I did definitely question you. Yeah, for sure. I, I, this is off the cuff, but tell everyone what you think of Drew. Like when you met him, how he is now, like what was his impression on you? Impression. I'm trying to even remember the first time. It seems like he's been around forever. I know. He came up here and we went to Red Lobster with Grandma and Grandpa's. Oh, right. Yeah. And it was his first trip up was here. The first one. Okay. Yeah. Tell, like, sorry. It's all blending in together because I feel like he's been part of the family forever. I just felt like right away he is super social. He, well, like I love my mom and dad. My dad's going to be 90 this year. My mom's 83 this Friday. But anyway, he right away was super respectful and just kind of embraced my parents, which made me like, oh, my gosh, like what an awesome guy and super conversational and treated you beautifully. Mm -hmm. So and yeah, I've always just been comfortable with him and just felt like he just fits in and part of the fam. Yeah, you know? he's funny. And I didn't really have a lot of boyfriends. Like I never had a serious boyfriend. I dated a lot. Right. But I never was like, this is someone. Right. And for so long, I talked about Drew as my friend Drew. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, like we have each other's apartment keys in case we need them. Like you're like, that's not like just a friend. Yeah. I think I remember. Oh. I think we we're on that family trip. And that's when I think you were getting serious. Yeah. If I remember. Yeah. Right. We were in Cancun yeah. and my brother and I were fighting over internet time because yeah. we had just started dating the people that we ended up marrying, yeah. which is funny. So, yeah. That is funny. Crazy. Let me tell you, I love it when I find a way to blend style and comfort. This is why I am obsessed with Jenny Kane. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through and their staples make getting dressed a breeze. We're talking minimalist, effortless, yet totally refined, which is exactly my vibe. I wear Jenny Kane's house slippers 
every single day. I even sent a pair to my best friend and I've been on the hunt for the perfect shoe for travel. I just grabbed their suede kitten heels. They are timeless, easy to pack. And when I wear them, I get compliments and it also helps that they are super comfortable. I've also got a quick shout out their sweaters. The oversized cotton fisherman and the cotton cocoon are perfection for everyday wear. And even as the weather warms up, they are absolutely staying in my rotation. Now, the best part about this brand is that you can mix and match the pieces effortlessly. Pair their sweaters with classic denim or a simple slip dress and you You've got a look that's put together without even trying. Jenny Kane believes in the art of simplicity. And on top of the amazing clothes, they even have home essentials. We're talking timeless furniture, cozy pillows and throws, and the most incredible candles. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code GOLDDIGGER15 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I. K-A-Y-N-E dot com promo code gold digger 15. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I'm pretty well versed in social media, but there was one major platform on the internet that I didn't know how to use to its max potential. And that was LinkedIn. Can you relate? With LinkedIn ads, you'll learn how to build the right relationships, drive results, and reach even more of your audience. Imagine having direct access to decision makers. We're talking about a billion members, 180 million senior level executives, and 10 million C-level executives. Now, trust me, that is a network you want to be a part of. LinkedIn provides targeting and measurement tools specifically designed for B2B. In fact, in the tech world, LinkedIn generated two to five times higher return on ad spend than other social media platforms. And here's the best part. You're not alone. LinkedIn respects the B2B world we operate in. In fact, 79% of B2B content marketers say that LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's right. LinkedIn ads helps build connection and results. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. So someone wants to know, and I'm curious to like, have I ever done anything to make you uncomfortable having such a public life showing up in my underwear online? Yeah. Like have I ever said things like be honest. Cause I think it's funny. Um, I mean, I'll say definitely the first time I saw you in a brown <laughs> underwear, I was kind of like taken aback. Like seriously, Jen, especially like, cause we're like a wholesome, like yeah. Christian Midwest family. Yeah, and I am definitely way more a private person. I mean, I think a lot of people too think like my life is, really pristine or perfect, but I'm more private about life, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So the first time I saw you in your underwear, I was kind of like, what the heck? You know, like, Jenna, what are you doing? And I think it was too, you weren't even sponsored by anybody. Mm-hmm. You were just doing it. Mm-hmm. And, but then, so my first thought was like, what the heck, what are you doing? Like, really, Jenna? And kind of like, wow, <laughs> like, I don't even know how to say it. Like, I would never do that. <laughs> and then I started scrolling and reading comments and I realized it's so much bigger than a picture and, you know, like people like, oh my God, this is just what I needed. Or I'm going to share this with my daughter who's struggling or, you know, when I realized the impact and the message and how big it is, I got past it. I'll Mm -hmm. say your dad is still struggling. Like (laughs) he even felt like before you ever did any bra underwear pictures, just the way you blog and post, like he just feels like you're way too out there. Mm -hmm. He's not a, but he doesn't understand it either. I try to explain it. He's not a social media person besides going on Craigslist, (laughs) but he, he doesn't really He's not a social media person, but I think he's like, you're his little girl and he's protective. Mm-hmm. So, and then I think he actually was on Pinterest. So yeah. I came across a bra under when he's like, oh my God, like, <laughs> what is this? And I'm like, Tom, you know, like I was just trying to like, but, and then recently just with the airy thing, I think I shared with him that you were on like, you know, Times Square on that, yeah. big, you know, thing. And he's like, just heard. I said, no, it was like, you know, a collage of all these people. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, so cool. And I'm like, yeah, she's in her bra. He's like, oh, <laughs> you know, so he definitely still struggles with it. And But it's funny too, because it's like, 
I don't think I've ever posted anything that's not tasteful. Right. And I feel like I've always, the messaging behind it is more than the image. And it's really cool too, because when like brands contact me, like my audience is 97% female. So it's like, I think it would be totally different if it was like for male, like enjoyment or Mm -hmm. things like that, where it's like, I know my audience so well that it's like, I can speak to the women, which is who I want to reach anyways but I get it yeah and I mean I think even like Drew and I have had so many conversations about just like what does this look like but the thing about Aerie is it's like everything is just so beautiful and Mm -hmm. done so well right and it's like I'm more covered up probably in those images than if I were in a bikini right you know so it's like I think it's just more the fact of what I'm wearing versus Mm -hmm. like how it appears, exactly. you know, exactly, and that you're his little girl, even yeah. though you're a grown up girl. <laughs> you're still I'm kind of glad he doesn't have Instagram, yeah. To be honest. Yeah, so I, I don't uh, really show him those things, or yeah, say too much just because I feel like it's hard for him, but yeah, but I get it, yeah. Okay, what makes you most proud about my journey? Oh, I think that I know I read this poster once, so I was like, there's a ripple effect in all that we do, like what you do touches me, what I do touches you, but my point, like, I think your ripples are crazy amazing. Like I think all the people you're affecting, because I think it's one thing, like if you're talking in a microphone or posting a picture, Mm -hmm. but the thousands of people that are like empowered to feel good about themselves or to have confidence to do something. Like, I just feel like, you know, I'm in a classroom with nursing students Mm -hmm. and I have their physical presence, but you have this presence that's so far outreaching that mm-hmm. you're like changing lives in crazy amazing ways that as a mom and a woman I'm like oh my god and it it's crazy too because I feel like I've always called you a wise old soul like mm-hmm. I always felt like you're way older than your age even from a super young age but you know I know people that are my age that are devoted followers like I feel like you have a voice that crosses generations of women from teens to 60 70 year old women so I feel like you speak in a way that you get womenhood Mm -hmm. and what we need and I feel like your messages are just so far outreaching it's crazy to me amazing crazy yeah is it weird if people like find you or like know that you're my mom or like Oh, I follow her. Is that weird? Not really. I mean, it's more a proud thing. I mean, the weirdest thing once was at the airport where the <laughs> steward guy like was like, are you Jenna Kucha's parents? And he like ran after us in an airport. And I'm like, what the heck? Like that was a couple of years back. But I that think, yeah, I think not. Re- I mean, you know, some of my students have been like, oh, my God, you're Jenna's mom. Like, wow, I love her. I follow her. Some of my coworkers do that, too. But it's just more a pride thing. I'm just yeah. like, oh, thank you. Like, I'm so proud of her. So, Yeah. yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah. How have I changed in this journey? Because I think I've changed a lot I personally. Do. I do. Some I, of it is negative. I mean, I've, I feel like you used to be, and we've talked about this too, but you have definitely got to be more of a hermit. Mm-hmm. Where <laughs> Introvert. I, yeah, introvert. Yeah, where I don't know that that, I'm, again, you got to do what you got to do, but I almost feel like you, like I think you know, you were so like out there and exuberant and so social. And now you're like hermit like, and I feel like maybe (laughs) my mom vision of you, but I don't know what your vision is like is more a little bit more non hermit like. (laughs) But you know, you guys, I really am like a hermit. I don't like to see people. I know, which is weird to me, like kind of sad. I don't know, though. But I feel like as everything has grown, it's like I'm giving so much online and in other ways that at the end of the day, I just like, I just want to like come back to myself. Right. And I get that because even we were talking about introvert, extrovert. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. And I feel like I'm kind of in the middle. Like I think my students think I'm an extrovert because I can present in a classroom mm-hmm. and I'm comfortable in front of people. But like after I'm around people all day too, like I want to just check out and not call anybody and go home. So mm-hmm. I get it. But then maybe you're, I don't know, this is a mom thing, but maybe you're giving so much. It may be like the one thing I think about being a mom is like, Like, for example, if I'm a nurse and I can punch out of my job and be done, then you can engage in your other life. But being an entrepreneur, I almost think that's so hard because the waters are so gray. Mm -hmm. And I think you mindfully have to check out. But because you're so multidimensional, Mm -hmm. 
maybe give less to your business and <laughs> be less of a hermit, but you got to figure but that out. But it's kind of funny too, because like you didn't know this, but like you're super independent. Like you and dad's relationship mm-hmm. is like, my dad has always worked shift work. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes they're just like ships in the night and mm-hmm. mom's like totally alone for like five days on end. Cause she'll just miss my dad. Cause he's working 12 hour overnight shifts. Right. So it's like, you have always been so independent, but then like drew and I, we love our time yeah. together. Like we're really odd about like our quality time. So it's funny. Cause it's like, we literally are together all the time when we're together. And so it's like at the end of the day, after I've like served my audience and like gotten to my emails and like communicated with my team, it's like, all I want to do is just kind of hang out with him. But I do need friends. (laughs) I do think that's good. And I think the hard thing with the internet is like, I've made all these friends that do similar things to what I do, but none of them are in our area. So it's like, I have all these awesome friends that I like text and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I don't really like, have friends where I'm like, Hey, let's go get coffee. (laughs) My mom just raised her hand. Like I'll go get coffee with you. (laughs) But I think too, even just like moving home, it's like, I've realized that I'd rather have fewer friends that are deeper and like Mm -hmm. family matters more to me than like relationships of like, let's go drink wine on a girl's night. I would Mm -hmm. way rather be like, Hey, let's go to dinner for grandma's birthday. So it is kind of funny, but yes, I am definitely, I feel like I've gone inward way more over the last few years. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's just hard to meet people and know their intentions these days, right? which is hard. Right. I get it. Yeah, I get it. It's kind of weird. It is. I know. Okay. Someone asked, what is it like having a daughter who has changed so many lives? I think you kind of answered that. I did. I think it's just a mom pride thing. But I also try to be super sensitive too, because I know like in life, a lot of people have kids maybe that are struggling or anything Mm. too. So I always felt like I... Don't talk a ton about you guys unless if people ask because sometimes I think you need to share more though. I think you're so, I think we are so empathetic. Yeah, I'm an Enneagram nine (laughs) peacemaker. I'm a peacemaker, so I very much feel the vibes of other people and I'm Mm -hmm. super sensitive to it. Like I can walk in a room and just kind of feel people, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And then I'm a helper wing, so I do feel like. You know, I'm very much like one piece of things and I'm very sensitive to others and I feel best serving other people. So that's kind of where I come from. But I definitely will share if people ask, but I don't brag, I guess. Yeah, that's not me. I mean, it's kind of we talk about this often and my mom's like so thankful, but like how incredible to have three children that chose awesome partners that moved home to be (laughs) close that have great jobs Mm -hmm. that are independent like i mean there's got to be some secrets to this parenting thing Mm -hmm. secrets secrets and luck maybe i don't know i was thinking about this a little bit so parenting i think a couple things i was thinking of with parenting like I'm super relational. And I remember I went to this like parent in service and he was like, the guy was like a reality parenting expert, but he was like, you are their parent. You're not their friend and follow your gut. And it doesn't matter if all their friends are doing something like you got to do what's true to that. And I know you guys got annoyed with me. Totally annoyed. And you call me like the 20 question mom <laughs> and the meanest mom in Esco and blah, blah, blah. But I, I didn't. Like, I didn't let it falter me because I felt like, you know, his thing was too. like, at the end of the day, they're going to even if they don't talk to you or they're pissed at you, they'll eventually like need lunch money or something. So like, (laughs) just so that kind of empowered me. I'm like, you know what? Like, because I would feel bad, like I wanted a good relationship. But I think that was empowering to me. And then I don't know, I just again, it was like my gut to be a mom. So I just felt like I kind of treasured it. I do think, though, too, like, you know, when they say like it takes a community to raise a child, Mm -hmm. You know, there's times in your teen years where you didn't like me so much or were kind of sassy, (laughs) you and Kate. Anyway, but I feel like then, you know, you had teachers that you could talk to or Mm. coaches that you could talk to or you were in gymnastics. Like, I do feel like if kids can have like, you know, their parents and grandparents and like maybe athletic and church and community, like between those dimensions at different times, kids I mean, research has showed that kids come out better if you have like those strong pegs. So mm-hmm. if one peg falls off or isn't going, you got all those other pegs to be a strong person. Mm-hmm. And then I think 
life is a lot of choices too, you know? So I do think that if you're on a good path and make choices, it leads to good choices where if you start down paths, it can really take you down fast Mm -hmm. too, you know? How would you describe yours and dad's parenting styles? Like you guys were very different. Yeah. We were. Here's the thing about my parents' relationship. It's like, sometimes I'm like, how in God's name did they end up together? Mm-hmm. Because they are very, very different. They are. Like my dad was like the party boy, like crazy man. And my mom was like valedictorian, like cheerleader, never drank, goody two shoes. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of funny because like, you guys kind of had not like a volatile dating relationship. We but did. I broke yeah. up with him a lot. Like he was wild and immature. So And you've been married for 37 years. Right. So it is like it's kind of, sometimes we look at my parents. And I'm like, I just don't get it. And then sometimes I'm like, OK, it makes sense. But even parenting, you guys were kind of different. We were. We tried. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a miracle sometimes when I think about marriage, because marriage is challenging and hard. And even to this day, some days, it's like, what the heck? Like, we still don't see eye to eye on several things, but we work it out. And I know he loves me intensely. And at the end of the day, it's like kind of like a comfortable moccasin that you're going to security. Like, it's good. Yeah. But it's definitely had ups and downs and bumps on the way. But parenting, we did. I was very more relational and he was more cut and dried. Mm-hmm. And uh, for whatever reason, it worked. But I felt like, too, we would try to go behind closed doors and come to an agreement. So we were so it wouldn't be like I'd say, no, you can't. And dad would be like, yes, you can. We yeah. try to have a unified front on the decisions. You know, I think I would have rather asked you for permission than dad. Yeah. So but yet, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. We did. It seemed to work. But and I remember going to parent teacher conferences or like, oh, you got three good kids. What's up? And Tom was like, like we knock on wood. But again, it was a lot of bigger things than just us two. But I think we definitely cared about you. I definitely asked the questions. You know, I don't know if I was too strict or not, but I always wanted to know like who you were with and were, you know, was yeah. it a safe situation and tried to give you more freedom as you got older, but I definitely had my finger on the pulse of what was going on. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. It is funny. Drew and I like talk about, cause you and Drew's parents are very similar, but also like they were very like, we trust you, mm-hmm. no curfews, but I can't sleep if Drew's not home. Right. So like, I understand a curfew. Cause I'm like, I want, especially with driving these days yeah. and stuff, that stuff freaks me out. Right. But like we talk about, cause we're like, I feel like we'll try to land in the middle of you guys and the Kutchers cause right. both were awesome styles and both of us ended up well. Yeah. You guys were definitely way stricter and probably like not more involved, but like more asked more questions. Right. But also like he was a good kid, so he didn't really give right. him a reason. It's kind of right. interesting. It's so interesting to me, like thinking about being a mom and like nowadays with like social media, you read like all these posts where like the babies comes out and they're like, my life has forever changed and all this stuff. And I'm like, did our parents think like that? Like mm-hmm. it's, oh, I have to bring it up. You gave, so my parents are moving and my mom gave me this calendar that she filled out every single day what I did for a year. And I was reading it the other day and it's so interesting, but like you like loved being a mom. It's kind of crazy. Hmm. I don't know. I was like talking about like nursing me and when you had to like wean me off because you had to go back to work. And then on one of them, it said, you're growing up and it's making me sad. I think I want another baby. But dad says two is just fine. (laughs) And then Kate came. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. So a few people know that this year you've been working for me part time with Mm -hmm. your full time job. So Mm -hmm. what has it been like having me as a boss? Well, it's been good. I mean, <laughs> so I've been doing, I've been the mastermind event planner. Um, I feel like you've given me autonomy to figure it out. It's been a new thing for both of us, yeah. I guess, too. But yeah, I just like you, it's been easy because yeah. you just kind of check in and I do my thing. Yeah. And I don't micromanage at no, all. No. So I feel like it's been good. Yeah. And yeah, different dimension, you know, but yeah. you, I, you nailed it. Thanks. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. It hasn't been weird. I mean, it's not like we're working together every single day. So it's been like a perfect like, yeah, here's what I'm doing. Here's what the plan is. And she's been rocking it. And it's cool, like for the mastermind girls to meet my mom, because I feel like you learn a lot from from people's parents. I mean, I feel like I 
love the mastermind girls and I feel honored to be with a group of amazing women like as an older woman like being around these younger women and seeing what they're doing rocking the world it's like holy cow so Mm -hmm. it's been empowering that way so yeah I feel honored to be doing it so what are you dreaming of because you're like approaching retirement soon-ish yes so what's next what's it like being this age like that's crazy yeah yeah you're gonna be 60 stop I know (laughs) I know so yeah I'm 60 I used I to think 60 was so old. I know. It's oh young. my gosh. I feel like, I was just talking to my mom and dad about this because they feel way younger and so do I. So I feel like I'm probably 40 in my head, but <laughs> I feel like good and healthy and young and vibrant and just a little wiser as you get older. But what's next? Um, we are going to move to the lake, kind of a long-term vision for us. So we're in the process of selling our home, which is, <laughs> I know, it's sentimental. It's been like a life review this summer in a kind of emotional way going through Everything and we've lived in our home since we were, you know, 23, since we got married, whatever, 22. So it's been kind of sentimental to go through it, but we are, we've always dreamed of being on a lake and it's happening. It's exciting. It's exciting and I dream. And again, you know, I always feel like my mom's like, you know, if people come, they come. But my vision is that, you know, you guys would come with grandkids and have that kind of that lake life and mm-hmm. we can hang out with them or watch them and you and Drew can go on dates or whatever. But anyway, that's happening. I'm tapering back at work. So I'm starting a phased retirement program at our college where I can like taper down and still get benefits. And I'm like your number one podcast fan, seriously. <laughs> so I do feel like I've incorporated yeah. a lot of your strategies in my life but I'm I nobody at our college says this but I'm launching two new courses yes that have got approved so I'm launching a new preceptorship course it filled up right away so I opened another section so it's going to be like on the job sites in the community for our nursing students that will help them gain their dream job Mm -hmm. and I got really amazing sites that I'm super pumped about and just right before I came here when I got coffee this morning I ran into one of my students and she's like oh my god like Sue she gave me a big hug like I'm living the dream right now thank you so much so I do feel like I've always had purpose in my life like Mm -hmm. you where I feel like when I teach nursing students and try to be a good role model and you know I I feel like I do have a gift for like empowering people like I see things in them that they don't see in themselves Mm -hmm. and I just try to like build that up in them but I see them like changing lives and I'm like oh my god I had a part in that a small Mm -hmm. part but it's super rich anyway so I'm doing that this fall and I was just working on more sites yesterday and even got sites like the jail and you know rural hospitals really exciting OB different places that I know my students will be so excited about and then I've been dreaming about a service learning course for years and I got that approved through a ton of channels like in the state system it's a lot to get a course approved but I'm starting that in May to Dominican Republic and that's almost filled already so and I love the DR. Yeah, it's like my favorite. Yeah. It's where we fund all of our projects. So I was excited that you got to go there because yeah. it's like, I don't know, I just feel like part of my heart lives there. Right. It's just such a cool place and such amazing people. It like you felt- see just how full of life they are right. with whatever they have, you know? Exactly. It's cool. I do feel that just going there too, like it's a health-related service learning trip. But like you said too, I feel... Like they, from our standpoint, have little, but they have so much Mm -hmm. and they savor time more and they're more fully present. And I just see a lot of cultural things that are so rich that I just think it's going to be amazing for our students. I'm super, it's like a dream come true. So I'm doing that and I plan to do it annually. So that's part of my retirement plan. Maybe I'll come with them. Yes, you can. Oh, and you want to, my mom is like, Jen, anytime you need to travel with the baby, I'll come with. So I do have a travel partner if we need it. Or date nights or, you know, we'll see what all evolves. So yeah, that's so exciting. Yeah. My mom had like a list going of things she could do in retirement. I have a whole folder. Like I have a, I have a maybe bad (laughs) tendency. Like I do have that helper wing. Like I just want purpose and meaning in my life. And Maybe I have a tendency to say yes too much. So I've learned if people ask me something not to say yes right away and really ponder, like, does this really fit what I want? But I I want to 
like one thing people always think like when this is over, like when the kids move out, mm-hmm. you'll have more time or when this happens, you'll have more time. And like being almost 60, you girls, you're not <laughs> going to have more time. Like mm-hmm. life fills up. Like then you have parents that are aging or grandkids and like it always fills up. Full. So don't wait for the next thing because this is what you got. Like you got to embrace what you got because it's mm-hmm. always going to be full mm-hmm. for real. <laughs> I know. That's what I think you taught me how to value time more than anything. And I think that for so long, people assumed like I valued money, but money is just an indicator of how I'm spending my time. Like Mm -hmm. when I look at it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think you taught me how to make decisions based on time more than anything. Cause it's like, even looking at next year with like the baby, like I'm turning down like awesome opportunities, but it's like, I want time Mm -hmm. at home. Like I don't want to be like in two places at once and even just like deciding what next year is going to look like. And like, I'm willing to turn down so much money just to have that time, which I'm excited about. And I I always say that's so wise though. Cause like, if you look back, like your five year self looks back or your 80 year old self, you're not going to say like, Oh my gosh, I should have done that job. But you'll be like, Oh my gosh, my baby grew so fast. Mm -hmm. Like you cannot get that back. So you know, for me, I know women are superheroes and I think everybody's doing the best they can, but I do love your plan to like, you know, cut back to like the bare minimum cut back because you're not good. You're, you figure it out. And I feel like in my life, like when I worked more, you just spend more, but yep. you adapt your lifestyle. But time is the most precious commodity and money does not make people happy. I don't mm-hmm. think so. I know. What are some like we did? Two mother-daughter trips, yeah. which was so fun. Yeah. And we had always said, like, it's once in a lifetime, and then we did it again the next year. We should probably do another one. Let's do it. But, like, what are some of your, like, favorite memories? Those were yeah, amazing awesome. memories. I we went to share. Greece, yes. and we went to France and Italy. Yeah. So, that was fun. I know. So those are things that I definitely cherish. Mm-hmm. But I do also cherish, like, right now, just sitting by you. <laughs> like, I do think there is... Or, you know, extraordinary in the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like you have to go to exotic places, but those are definitely things you will like treasure in your heart forever. Mm-hmm. But remember when we went to New York right after I graduated yeah. college, we did like a little trip. Yeah. And I just gotten engaged, and me and my mom went to Kleinfeld, mm-hmm. and we were like kind of freaking out because we're like, we don't really have any money for these dresses. Yes. So we were like making up stories about what we would do. Yeah. That was fun. We did the say yes to the dress thing. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We didn't say yes. Yeah, but we just did it for fun like that. Yeah. Anything like that are memories you cherish, I think, you know, do you think I'm going to have a girl or a boy? I'm trying to, you know, I it's not kicking right now. Yeah. I feel like most of the family thinks boy. Really? I mean, girl, my bad. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I just had like a weird hormonal moment. Um, I think, yeah, most of the family thinks girl. Again, working in OB, I mean, you have a 50-50. I know. So I would just... just... I looked at the Chinese calendar and it said girl. Okay. It's based on the month you conceive and how old you are. So I... And you were my age and you had a girl. I did, but... I do know it could be a boy. (laughs) I I know. You know, and I think working in healthcare for so long, I think, I guess, you know, when I think of my 30-year-old self, I was teaching nursing. I was in the hospital two days a week on OB or PEDS, you know, so I had that perspective of people Mm -hmm. that didn't have healthy children or, you know what I mean? So I just feel like if you have a healthy baby, boy or girl, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't know. Come on. You got to make a prediction. Okay, I'll say boy. Oh, okay. I like how you're playing. I know. I'm excited. It'll be fun to find out. It's kind of crazy. All right. Well, what is your last piece of advice for just women out there? Like, what is something Mm. that you just wish you could share a message with all of the gold diggers? I would say be give yourself the grace that you give other people. And I would just say, like, I took a mindfulness class and I would just say just... And I work on it all the time and some days are good, but really to embrace the moment you got, because this is what you got. Mm-hmm. And call your mom. Call your mom. <laughs> call your mom. Hello. Okay. You never answer your phone. Well, I legitimately call my mom every single day. Well, I have a life. Oh my word. And then she's like, you never call me anymore. I'm like, mom, I looked at my call log and I called you 26 she, you times me way in more 30 days. Away, but now you're home. So I call you every day. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> So we'll work on that. <laughs> she needs to answer her phone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, Mama, 
I think you should come back for another show. I think mm-hmm. this is fun. And I'm really excited for you to babysit our baby. I am very excited. And you can make sure Drew stays upright when I give birth. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. I'm like totally open. I'm just like not weird about that mm-hmm. stuff. Like I think we're having a birth photographer. Okay. I mean, I don't know what I'll be like in the moment, but... You sure I'm, don't yeah. say from working in it and yeah. being there. You don't really... Yeah. So we'll see. Okay. But I mean, I'm cool if, for sure if you're in there while I'm laboring. Okay. I don't know if while I'm pushing what I'm going to scream out or okay. anything. So. I'll just go with it. Yeah. I'm flexible. Yeah. I think it'll be cool. Yeah. I don't know. I'm open. I'm okay. Oh, thank you so much, Gold Diggers. Isn't my mom the best? I'm just really thankful you're here. I'm thankful to be here. I'm super honored. I really have to pee. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> And that's a wrap. Love ya. I mean, how amazing is my mom? You guys, I'm so excited that I got to get her on the show. And I think we should just make this a regular thing. I think I've learned just so much from her and I've gotten so much support and so many questions too that always make sure that I'm just staying in alignment with who I am. And heck, if I'm going to be a hermit, I'd rather be a hermit with my mom, you know, like nothing beats sitting on the couch, drinking some coffee. And I can't wait to have a lake view with that super soon. I'm just so, so fortunate to have parents that support and love me, even if my dad doesn't totally understand what I do. But I just want to encourage you today to take some time and call your loved ones, whether it's your grandparents or your parents or your siblings or a friend. Just connect and and let them know how much you love them. Because I think that, as my mom said, like, we think we have time. That's the biggest problem is that we wait. We wait too long. And so, Mom, I love you so much. You are my hero. And I'm so glad to have you on the Gold Digger podcast today. I hope you guys enjoyed this show. Make sure you uh, leave some positive encouragement for my mama so that she comes back on. And until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you. Let's face it, life and business can be stressful, and it's not just your mind that suffers when you're feeling tense or anxious. Stress can also affect your digestion and your immune system too. So what do we do about it? Introducing Just Calm, the breakthrough new stress-soothing formula from Just Thrive. Say hello to a steady, serene, more relaxed you. Just Calm's proprietary mood-lifting blend is clinically proven to help you relax and breathe a little easier in as little as four weeks. And for Next Level Mood TLC, there's Just Thrive Probiotic. This is the probiotic my whole family swears by. This spore probiotic banishes bloat and constipation so your gut can produce more serotonin, which is your happy hormone. Plus, it supports better sleep so you can wake up feeling refreshed and revitalized. With Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic, you'll have the ultimate stress-fighting duo to help you win the day every day. To learn more about Just Thrive, tune into episode 734 with their founder, Tina Anderson. I loved chatting with her about the gut-brain connection. And if you're ready to take control and live your healthiest life yet, you can get 20% off your first 90-day bottle of Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic today. Visit justthrivehealth.com and use a promo code GOLDDIGGER. Take control today with Just Thrive. That's justthrivehealth.com, promo code GOLDDIGGER.